Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi. You're rolling with Jason and John. 92.9 FM ESPN. Hope everybody's having a pleasant hump day so far. Memphis Grizzlies will return to the scene of the Christmas Day crime. That is where they were embarrassed, humiliated by the Golden State Warriors. They'll be back at Chase Center tonight. They are underdogs. They will be back without Steven Adams. Certainly was some dis- depressing news about Steven Adams we got yesterday. He'll be sidelined for three to five weeks, yes. But then we got some uplifting, perhaps, injury news in the form of Danny Green, which we'll get to uh, here in a second. Grizzlies at Warriors. That tip is at 9 o'clock tonight. You can hear it right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. The great Eric Hasseltine on the call. I believe Gary Darby will handle pregame duties at 8.30. Very excited to see the Grizzlies go out here and hopefully end this three-game skid. John's nodding because he feels like I've said enough, but I'm not done. I watched highlights this morning of a Lakers loss. You know why? Because LeBron scored 40-something. The Clippers became the final franchise that he had not scored 40 against. He did that. What what was a small note at the end is that them fools lost. Small note. Did you see him in Westbrook afterwards? I did. I did. How did the Grizzos lose to them fools? I do not know, man. I do not know. And they they inspired them and woke them up. Not last night, but they did win two in a row before last night. Still trying to figure it out. And made a trade. And AD's coming back tonight. I mean, things are the ships are coming in for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, unless they play the Clippers. Yeah, who were three and zero against them this year. Pretty pretty impressive though that he scored forty against every NBA franchise. Yes, he is one seventy seven away from Kareem. Yeah, I know that's going to be a big day for you. It's going to be a big day. Yeah, when he truly takes over. Yes, I'm just glad he didn't do it against the Grizzlies. He was in he was in defer mode against the Grizz. He was he was just he was just as happy to just pass it out to Troy Brown and Kendrick Nunn, who immediately got traded. Yeah, it's a sad thing for Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, it is. Best game of his career, and he gets traded right. Because you know, I mean, what's Will Barton done this year? I nothing. Mean, I know. Nothing. It's like you, you get traded there, and we don't hear about you anymore. Yep. Tough. All right. Tough. Um. Lots to get to today on the show. Yeah, we have a lot of injury updates to to talk about, and not only in the NBA but also in the NFL, of course. So we'll do that uh, at eleven twenty-five. We'll be joined by the one, the only, Mark Giannato. He'll come in, I assume, and we will talk about this Memphis basketball season. Uh, they are just outside GP's top twenty-five and one. Maybe maybe they are in the top twenty-five and one. Maybe they're twenty-sixth. Yes, GP, everybody, old friend of the station. 
Uh, so we will get into that with Mark Giannato at 11.25. Talk about Memphis' season, the Grizzlies, all that and more with him at 11.25. Then at 1.25, DJ K, Slay, Ron Slay. Slay, 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 Slay. Boom, boom, room is going to join us at 125. Uh, he's, he is, it's been really cool to see his media career kind of take off here. He obviously does radio there in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now he's doing, he's going to be on the call for Auburn and Texas A&M tonight. So Both. he's all in college basketball analyst. Oh, now. for sure. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a, he's a stud and he's from Memphis. And look, we don't, we don't, we don't often have former balls on this show. You know that it's, it's not, it's not a written rule. It's only him and walls, right? Occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. Other balls we really rock with. But didn't didn't Dane, Dane, Dane is Dane, on that list. Dane does. Dane does. Cool come on the balls, show. balls we. There aren't. Know, there aren't that that you can bring to the barbecue. Well, they got to be from Memphis though. That there's not. You know, we don't have balls that aren't from Memphis. That's why I say it's a small. It's a small list. Yeah. Like, is there such a thing as a cool ball that's not from Memphis? I don't think so. I I I just don't. I mean, maybe Peyton. Peyton transcends it. Cool ball. You know, Hayden's not from Memphis. Wife is though, I believe. Yeah, right? see, like even then, he's still got a connection. Got a tie, but that's not what makes he's, him. He's cool. a part owner of the Grizzlies here, so yeah. kind of have to give that to him. Interesting. Um, but Ron Slade's going to join us at one twenty-five. We'll talk to him about uh, college basketball, Memphis, the SEC. He's calling a game, of course, tonight between two teams that Memphis beat. So uh, it's the it's the Auburn Mem- Texas now yeah the loser to Memphis showcase there he's on tonight talk about that Tennessee team too they're Tennessee's pretty, current. they're pretty darn good they are good I like them they do go on these scoring how droughts. far are they going John they go in the Final Four under Rick Barnes this year well if they go on scoring droughts they will not they I mean they have to have they will still scoring. do that won't they? but they guard they guard and they're a good team they're experienced I mean there's a lot to like about them but we'll ask Ron Slay that very question when he joins us uh, at one twenty five. Get his thoughts on Penny Hardaway, who just won his 100th game. Um, so we'll get into all of that with him uh, at 125. We count, we count as one. We don't count the – we count the Wiseman game as a win, like Penny. Yeah, you got to. Since when have we cared what the NCAA regulated? All of a sudden now, like, ah, 99. Well, no. you're right. I mean, it, it, it counts. It's, it's 100. Uh, anyway, that's the show today. Looking forward to it. But – a lot of things to get to and discuss. Let's do a little over-under. It's Jason and John's over-under. Over, over, under, under. Danny Green points per game for the Grizzlies. The listed number from our staff is eight and a half points per game. Over, but, under. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up just a minute. What do you mean, Danny Green, eight and a half points a game? This guy just tore his ACL and his MCL and lost a leg eight months ago. What are we talking about here? All of a sudden, we're talking about his points, his I, scoring I, average. Obviously, you don't listen to his podcast. Well, the podcast hadn't even posted when Woj tweeted that out. So, once again, he scoops the guy on his own podcast. Um, but the answer to this question is going to be informed by a few things. One, how many minutes is he going to play? What? How big is his role going to be? I'm actually pretty bullish on Danny Green as a piece of this team. It sounds like if you had anything to do with that number. Yeah, that's his career average, right? His career average is 8.7. So, mm-hmm. um, <sighs> That's because it, it was higher, and now it's gone lower. Yeah, what what has he done the last few years? Do you have his career? I think it was five point nine last year. Yeah, I mean, look, I I would take the over there. I would take the over on five point nine. Uh, you know what, dude? I'm gonna say over. I think he gets to nine points a game. I think he scores nine points a game. I think Danny Green is a better version of Zaire Williams. Um, I think he well, he's certainly an older version of he, that. He shoots the ball better. He defends better. He's um, 
he's a little, I mean, a lot more ready to contribute in a high stakes playoff series than Zaire Williams is. Those Zaire made some shots in the playoffs. Um, I think that's, you know, and obviously this would, and I know a lot of people are excited about this, and we haven't talked about it on the show, but it, it is true that the, the time is nigh for the John Conchar era to conclude. Uh, so this will expedite that. That's another. I can't believe you're writing them off the list of, you know, white players you root for in this league. We're just never really connected. Because it's already short. Never connected, really, with him. You know, he was fine, and but now he doesn't do anything. So you're talking about minutes from those two, right, Zaire and John Conchar. And so I will say, yeah, he's going to average eight to nine a game. He's going to give the Grizzlies some shooting. He's going to give the wow. Grizzlies some defense and some leadership. And I, I, I like it a lot. If he's healthy, I like it. Like, I actually, no, I love it. I love it. And this is the way you do it professionally, right? He, he, this is the way you come into a situation. You see it for what it is, unlike Andre Godala, who is just as unproductive as he is because he never plays. Like, Andre never plays anymore. So uh, he's handled it well. He clearly trusts this organization. The organization trusts him. I think they're going to lean on him. I think he's going to be a favorite of Taylor Jenkins out there. And I think he's probably going to get more minutes than people expect um, if he can handle it. So give me the over on this. I think Danny Green's going to be a very sneaky piece to a Grizz run late in the season. Yeah, it seems like a pretty big if coming off the injury and at the age that he is. The last year, we mentioned the points, 5.9 points per game in Philly. It was 22 minutes per game, basically. If you're going to lean on him like that, um, you better hope that knee's going to hold up. And so, l- listen, I'm just, I'm just going to play it safe here and not put t- not put too heavy an expectation, too heavy expectations on Danny Green here because, again, we're talking about, what, a 35-year-old. Yep. Uh, let me tell you what, he dresses like he's still about to contribute. That's right. Dresses like a young man. That's right. Doesn't he? Yes, he does. He's dressing like he feels like he's going to contribute. We've made the point. He's motivated to. He thinks he's on a contender. He doesn't want to be traded. Yep. And so you've got that working for you, too. I just think John's a, a little high That's on right. where he is at this point in his career. It could be six. It could be seven. That said, it could be a good six to seven be from great, that standpoint. It could be a great. You're 10th in the league in bench scoring. Hopefully he can add to it. You're talking about a guy who shot 39% from three for his career. You need the outside shooting. He can certainly hopefully help you in the half, the half court where you've struggled offensively. So I'm going to say – I'm hoping for good things from Danny Green, just like John is. I'm just a little lower on that career average number. 6-7 is what I'm thinking, so I'll go under. Tonight, Grizzlies at Golden State. The rematch from Christmas. The pregame at 8.30 with a great Gary Darby on the pregame. And we'll have tip from the Twitterless Eric Hasseltine. I don't see him on Twitter anymore. It was just straight Instagram, man, didn't he, John? Oh, he's off Twitter. I tried to use his handle the other day, and I could not locate the handle. It was a good run, Eric. So that um, we yeah. miss you, brother. I, I couldn't find the did handle. He, did if he you guys get off find social it. media completely? Well, I, if you guys find it, let me know. I have. Well, if he in. did, I, I certainly uh, respect him. Uh, you know, totally. Trust me. If yeah. I were in, respect. if I were in his job, I probably would get off Twitter too. Holy cow! I, I mean, we try to handle it once. Try to try to handle it. This would be news. Is NBA Traveler on? I Instagram? cannot find oh, NBA no. Traveler on Instagram. Oh, did you, did you, so he he's, he's gone blackout. He's yeah. gone blackout. We are. We went into the dark. Eric had blackout for the season. He's is, getting focused. Eric oh. is in zero dark thirty mode. Wow. So that is breaking news on ninety two nine presented by BetQL. So you got to tune in to get to Eric if you want the content, folks. 
only on FM radio will you get the great NAM, uh, yeah. the great Eric Hasseltine. I bet Eric loves his life, by the way. He's probably better people off for it. People that do, they love their life. People that tune out love their life. If I people didn't have this job, money. people are surprised to hear me say this, I literally would not be on there. I no, promise no, you I would It makes sense, actually. Yeah. Um, so this is a game tonight that we want to win, and and we will be missing Steven Adams. You guys can help me on all how it's all laying out, because I woke up to that news this morning because I got to bed early. Golden State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'll start with uh, that one is the, uh, the over-under there. Yeah, it does suck on the Steven Adams news. Three to five weeks he'll be sidelined. They expect the Grizzlies with the PCL sprain. Happened at the end of that Phoenix game. He's hustling, falls on that knee. You'd hoped it'd be something that was maybe day-to-day. Uh, obviously now, it's it's a loss. It, and think about how much he frees Ja up yep. in that lane. So much of what Ja does yep. is Steven Adams in those picks. We know how much he's contributing on the boards, leading you one of the best in the league, especially on the offensive glass. Like you lose so much with Steven Adams out, but let's not act like – you know, we're going to lower the expectations here because he's out. Everybody in the league, it feels like, and especially the, some of the better teams have either dealt with or have got a guy out right now that's key to what they do. So nobody's crying for you here that Steven Adams is out. Right. And Steven Adams is a – I think it's – I hope that people understand the magnitude of that loss um, and don't gloss over it because for everything he gives you on the boards – with the way that the offense kind of does run through him as a facilitator. I think my man Scalabrini didn't, to this point you're making, it's almost like he thought, okay, yeah. well, he's just replaceable. You could throw Brandon Clark yeah. in there. And it's not the same. It's not it's at not all No, it's not. But, but to his point, I mean, he's watching Celtics every night. But yeah, that, no. the, I'm with you I, that I he does so a, much. It's an underrated loss. 100%. Uh, because I saw this stat from uh, Stephen Adams' stats account, which does exist, by the way. Stephen Adams leads the team in passes made per passes received. Right, so what does that mean? That means that he is really facilitating That's a lot what of the is, offense yep. because John ja Morant is at the bottom. He's zero point six seven passes made per pass received. Dylan Brooks zero point seven six passes made per pass received. This is not an efficient offense, at least it hasn't been without Stephen Adams. It has not been nearly as fluid. Mm-hmm. So I think just in terms of the functioning and the functionality of the offense, I have big questions. Um, I mean, this is a guy who's getting to the top of the key. He's making reads. You know, he's setting the screens. His offensive okay. rebounding prowess. Um, no, he doesn't score, but his impact on the game comes um, massively elsewhere. So I do think that's a that's a big loss. Will it show up tonight? Yeah. How does it affect the, how you feel about the three and a half? Look, I mean, I I again, I, as you guys know, I'm not in full blown NBA mode yet, but I was watching the game against the Celtics last week, and the Warriors <clears throat> went with a lineup of. Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, Wiggins, and Draymond. Very, very small. I don't know if they're sticking with that. I don't know if that was like a, a, an adjustment just for Boston, but they were very small, and they were comfortable going small, and they led for the majority of the game. I think this is a – if everybody's playing for Golden State, I think this is a big ask. We already know they beat the Grizzlies without Steph Curry. Now you're asking the Grizzlies to go in there without their starting five and – who again? Who was a big fulcrum of that offense, under you know, uh, you know, unsung fulcrum of the offense? I just feel like this is a tough ask, given where the Grizzlies are are right now from a mental standpoint. They're in a funk. This is a funk. Yeah, in a funk, and, and one of your best men down. You're ain't no doubt about it. And you're at a place where Golden State like never loses. Um, they're awesome at home. Yeah, I think it's seventeen and six now. Yeah. Okay. So it's come down. It's a come little down bit. a little bit. Um. Look, I, I, the other argument I could make is that it's a be- it's you, you're never going to get a better spot at a better price on the Grizzlies, you know, getting three and a half in a, on a three-game losing streak. They've rested Ja for this one. 
Um, they're, you know, I, I would a, would a win shock me? No, it would not shock me at all. So I could I could make the case for both. I mean, if I was truly betting it, it's hard to do it without knowing what they'll look like without Stephen Adams. I probably. I mean, it's going to be. It's going to be Tillman and 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 yeah. Jaron again, is it not? Yeah, I think so. That's what they it feels they prefer like to, to bring Brandon off the bench. Yeah. I, I you know what? I mean, I guess I'll take the points. I mean, that still leaves a, a, a room for a Warriors win if you take plus three and a half. You know, I, I do think it'll be a competitive game. I don't think the Warriors are just going to blow them off. So I, I'll take the Grizz plus three and a half against this Warriors team. Again, long term, I do have concerns about how the Grizzlies will get through this three to five week stretch against teams that. Don't play as small as Golden State. But for tonight, I'll, I'll, I'll roll with Grizz plus three and a half. I'm fine with that. I'm going to stay there, too, just based on that. I mean, we know how this team felt after Christmas Day, you know, after Clay Thompson's yelling at us, all that stuff. Uh, and when Ja's on a mission, you figure it's going to be one to – remember when how, how Phoenix made you feel, and you, you got them back, albeit that one was here, what, here, here at home. And so um, it's payback time. You've lost three in a row to stop I me. Mean, it's it, – Let's be real. This this road trip so far has been disastrous. Has, you have yes. to try to salvage it. So in terms of effort, it you would think it's going to be an all on the line yeah. type of effort from your stars. Listen, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say maybe this could be a little bit of a silver lining, and that it's it's perhaps uh, Stephen Adams' absence in this sense because because you're right, John. They miss a ton, and and you're going to you can't replace him, but maybe this forces a little bit more of that pick and roll. That we've always longed to see between Ja and Jaron, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, having to go to that, finding that using that as a half court option makes sense. Um, I'm also with Harrington that I'd love to see Santi and Jaron out there as well. I yeah. don't because I, I think that that spaces the floor in a way that Tillman and Jaron does not. I don't love that the Warriors lost at home on Sunday to Brooklyn. Yeah, I saw that, and their yeah. bench played well in that game. Yeah, I don't. But love they that gave up a lead. A home loss. Yeah, That's, they gave up a lead in that. Because they're, they're going to be just as as desperate, hung, hungry to beat you too. So and those guys, the DiVincenzos and all them, they just play better out there. They do, and they. Yeah. And they they yep. did in that game. What do you have? What, 20 from Kaminga at 14 from Looney and <laughs> mm-hmm. 13 from DiVincenzo. Like, they're going to play well out there even though they ended up losing that game. Do you know those those bench mm-hmm. players, those role players play well at Chase? If I had to bet it, I would go Grizz plus three and a half. I like that, actually. But it's it's not a bet that I'm super confident in. No, I, I just mean as I like it as a side. Yeah. Yeah. I was just reading in the post that this is the first year since the 70s, and, and, and there's only been eight rematches in the AFC championship game like this one we're going to see from the year before yeah yeah. and it's a rematch from the year before so this is really a pretty and we may see more of this now since these teams are getting younger and it's the league sort of looks like this now Mm -hmm. Um, you've got Cincinnati at Kansas City the Chiefs game closing line before kickoff Uh, we've got our staff listing it as minus one Chiefs over under gentlemen I am going to this is what the closing line will be at kickoff. Right, right now, okay. right what is now, it right now? Since he minus one, mm. that's come down from minus two and a half yesterday. Mm. So the Bengals so were it's swung twice. This has been a very, very interesting week in terms of this spread because it opened Kansas mm. City minus three. Right. Immediately got bought down to Kansas City minus one. Then it got bought through the zero to yesterday at the peak. Bengals minus two and a half. So, I mean, in, in, in an AFC or any conference championship game, this is an absolutely gigantic swing. I mean, a half a point, because you got to understand, in, 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 in these markets, the amount of money that it's going to take a book to move a half a point, 
I mean, I think we're talking hundreds of thousands, you know, wow. at minimum. So think about all the liquidity that's going through there coming in on, on Cincinnati there to have swung it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking millions probably of, of handle there. And now it's kind of coming back down. I believe all of it is related to the injury, too. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes it's not, it's not just money. Sometimes it is injury. I think this is kind of both going on here. There's uncertainty about Patrick Mahomes' effectiveness. There's uncertainty about his availability. Today is going to be— This is an important day, right? I was to, gonna, yep, yeah. Today Whether is he a significant day. If he practices, I think—and he, and he goes, and the reports are good that, uh, that, you know, he looks fine and he got around, then Kansas City will close as the favorite. That, of course, does not mean that they will win. But So it would have swung— all the way back to KC where yep. it originally started. Yep. I don't know if it'll get back up to three. To where it was, I highly doubt it gets back up to three. But I could see KC it closing minus one and a half, minus two, something along those huh. lines. Um, and again, that doesn't like if I'm like if I'm the way I'm playing this is if if I love Cincinnati, you know, which I I don't. But if if I were somebody that really believed in Cincinnati's ability to, to win this game, you wait, you wait to bet them until Thursday, Friday. Let the good news and the good vibes roll in on Mahomes' ankle. Because that number will get better for you, and you'll get a better price. You can take them on a money line and get plus money. You can take them. Get, you can give yourself some points. You might get plus one and a half. You might get plus two. I, I would feel much better about a Bengals bet if I'm catching points, if I'm getting plus money, rather than laying minus one and a half, laying minus two. Because yeah. it is still the Chiefs. They still have been here before. You have to. Anything can happen in these title games, right? The margin is always that yeah. thin. So I think it will close Kansas City as a favorite. Because um, I think the news will be. Relatively good on Mahomes. That's sound logic. I'm going to defer to you on this one. Yeah. Like and again, up the favorite. Again, that doesn't matter, right? I mean, the, the whoever closes as the favorite, it. And, and by the way, but you know where I'm at on this game. Oh yeah, no. You, and, and if you and were I'm betting not moving. it, and if you were betting it, you need to wait until. I need Friday. to wait. I was listening to your advice there. <laughs> That's I should wait till closer yes. to game time. <laughs> yes, because look, I mean, it could. All I'll of the margins are so catching thin. a little something. There. You know, because if you laid two with the Bengals already. Well, who knows? Maybe the Chiefs drive down and they don't get a two-point conversion for the win or something like that, and they only win by one. You know, I mean, you would just you would be kicking yourself that you that you bought it at that number. How you gonna feel today if Mahomes doesn't practice? Sick, very sick, because I'm very invested in this game on on Kansas City minus one and Kansas City plus two. So I've got both sides. If Mahomes doesn't play, I'm assed out. You know. Well, we ain't there yet. He's playing. I just meant practice today. How's that little stomach feeling? Sound like it'll get a little bubbly. I mean, I, I need him to practice. I need him to go. That's because a crazy ride. Because if he practices, it's not about the symbolism of him practicing. It's about, oh, he's good enough to go. Oh, he feels really good, yeah, like, I would say, if he's practicing. If, if we get to a situation where, come Sunday, he hasn't practiced, but he's going to play, yeah. I'm not going to like that. I'm no. not going to feel good about no, the bet. And then, and then look, man. he's a super freak. Maybe he proves everybody wrong without a week of practice. If anybody can do it, it's him. But I would really like to see him be able to move around. Because I hear Andy Reid talking. He's like, oh, this isn't as bad as the one in 2019. Okay, well, then he should practice. He should at least log some limiteds. Right. I want to see some limiteds, bro. I heard, I heard you throw the Tom Brady had never lost to Dallas. Yes. logic at the people who are saying Joe Burrow has owned Kansas City. It's starting to sound a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. That is, is it not? I mean, you have found every reason, <laughs> every possible argument, every possible counterpoint. Well, you know it is true, though. Because you are looking for every reason. Oh, it's, that's what we do. Yeah. We rationalize but, the best we make now. Come on. That's what we do. Now, I will say this for the long term, and it is something to think about, and we haven't talked about it on this show. 
But Joe Burrow hasn't been paid yet. Has he? I heard you bring that up. What's that got to do with anything? That's well, when they not, lose not, their weapons. Not today, that has not nothing today. to do with this I'm year. Saying, I'm not saying like you wanted to make it about, but long you did. Jeff, you try to make it about Mahomes and Burrow again. We were talking about this That's what game. Everybody's doing. That's what everybody. Everybody's making it about Mahomes versus Burrow. So Mahomes got to sit in in his on his couch while he's got that ankle elevated and he's getting those you, shots. You telling me off. you don't think Burrow can forge weapons on his own? Of course they're not going to be able to well, keep that whole receiving staff. But it's not going to matter. He's the type of quarterback I like mean, a Mahomes that can do it with anybody. They're going to keep Jamar though. Well, and that's all be, you really need. Well, T. Higgins is a good one now. Well, I'm just saying, put Jamar with anybody. There, it's still going to be a pretty good core because Joe Burrow's going to make it that way. Yeah. And you've got the stuff. Well, look, I've seen Mahomes do it. You know, you I don't mean, have to have three. I mean, uh, Tyreek Hill, it turns out, was just awesome, regardless of QB. Um, no, but that was again. It goes back to your point about you got to pay the man. You're going to lose something. You're going and to. Yes, yeah. you're going to lose some of those names on that side. Joe Burrow will be good enough. To uh, win no, I, with I, the money in his pocket. I'm just saying Mahomes has done it with a collection you, of receivers but, that aren't. But the know. whole point was that does not apply to this no, game. No, it does not. It does not. I would much rather have Tyreek Hill in this one. I'm not going to argue about this. <laughs> Joe Burrow, say, Joe Window yeah. is going to win. I, again, uh, something. I hate to be on the other side, too, because no, okay. I know yeah. what that means. He, ju- he just sees me as evil as over not, here. Right? Here, not here, here's I'm not what he, he wants to hear right now. Right? Yeah. Totally I go not, against, I'm yep. not betting him. I'm not betting so that's you. That's why I get so vicious we're, on we're, that. We're, we're, we're allowed to disagree on, on sides, and we're in, a lot, we're in total alignment on the other side, so it's fine. I will say on the oh. age. Eagles, like, right? Are y'all on You're on the Niners? Sides? Yes. Oh, my. Oh, I've are. been told you are. Super Bowl totally rematch on sides. of yep. Niners That's and right. Cincy. I forget. We are. Get we, it right, bro. I, I was just hoping. No you, talking after work. I was, I was hoping you wanted to at least be 50% right no. this weekend. And I hate. You just we, want to be 0% completely right. Completely on opposite sides. Are we, we <laughs> y'all got, are not in lockstep at all. At all. Wow. At all. This man says the uh, the exact opposite. This is where we part. Yep. You're complaining about Tyreek. Like, I'm not saying that 28 years old is old. But these teams are getting now 23-year-olds to do what he's doing. Well, I think, it. look, they couldn't pay him. I mean, they just weren't going to do it. And that, and they made a bet on Mahomes, and it paid off. They smart. Are, they're in the AFC Championship game for a fifth straight year. I think they will live with that decision. Yes, they'll leave. They like, you they're, know fine what I mean? with, they're fine like, with what Ma, they did. Ma, you, Mahomes, they know, is going to yes. create. And, he, and they got, he's got Kelsey. That's all that matters. They don't have a problem. Travis Kelsey. End of discussion. Yeah. Man, Joe Burrow is the, gr- the grim reaper, and he's about to get him another one. <laughs> he's going to get all the money, too. Uh, how many wins is the great Aaron Rodgers worth? The number that our staff has set. Over. Under. Three and a half. Just Aaron Rodgers. Is he worth three and a half wins? So this is this is on top the, of that, an existing yeah, record. Yeah, so you got to the record, say, that, and then this that is That depends stack. on with which team. It depends, is it Raiders? Is it Titans? Are we talk Because you figure Green Bay's not trading him to an NFC team. I go yes. And but, so it would mat, the answer would matter on who he gets traded to. Right. I don't know if that How is how many the more right, wins that team that could get. That feels right. That feels right. That number, like uh, uh, you know, he's the number three season. and a half. Three yeah. and a half. It's not over that. It it might be at. Three I mean, and you're half. not going to say one and a half. No. You're not going to say oh, he's only worth one and a half. I saw two last year. I can remember off the top of my head. He won that back corner end zone shot he got in that game. What was it? The, it was later in the season. Like there was a couple of play. Yeah, individual plays can win games too. Could he add four wins to the Titans? Ooh. Could he add four wins to the Raiders? I think so. Yeah. That seems like a high number for both of those teams. I mean, you got to think the Raiders were what? I thought we six said six and eleven. I thought we said we don't. And I've heard other people making the case for him in Tennessee. I thought we said they don't have the weapons. Yeah, they don't. I mean, they'd have to got the run game. They'd have to do something. And you heard how much he was complaining and griping about weapons, and it took them half a season, seventy five percent of a season, to finally get on the same page. But, with but, but you wonder if okay, like the, the argument I would be, I would make there is uh, perhaps if he's there instead of Tannehill, those weapons are better than they looked. 
this off this past season, right? You know, Tannehill ain't ever going to get the most out of somebody. Oh, I'm not. I'm not hating on Titans at all. And and I see uh, what's his Traylon, and then right. uh, the kid Burks kid. Yeah. He, he's actually he's pretty good. No, he's not bad. I, I like Watson better. I just don't. I, I don't look at that situation and say, "Oh, all of a sudden that team is contending in yeah. an AFC that's low." I, I don't think Aaron's green lighting a trade to t- the Titans. I, I don't think he wants to. Why, why do you leave Green Bay to go to a Titans team with an old Derrick Henry and no proven it, weapons? It's like a, the best situation is Green Bay. It's ridiculous. Yeah, if you if you if you insist on getting out of Green Bay, I think you have two options. I think your options are the Raiders. And the Jets, um, I, I can make a I can make a really easy case for both. Um, in terms of the Jets, you're you're going into a situation where the weapons are younger, but they're clearly better. I mean, Garrett Wilson is a stud. Yeah, they're legit. Eli, Elijah Moore, um, you got Brees back Everything there. Everything except quarterback. The defense is elite. Mm-hmm. It's an elite defense, and I think that might be that might be intriguing because your 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 burden would be less. You wouldn't have to score twenty eight a game to feel like now he doesn't have to do that in Green Bay either. Um, so I think that's is, is you know do you are your weapons in New York that much better? The best offense is obviously in Las Vegas. You know does he want to reunite with Devontae Adams? I mean that's exciting. His defense will be bad though. His defense his defense will be he will have to win games. I know? think Devontae's over it. Even though I guess you you know you're going to take Aaron as opposed to the alternative now that Carr's yeah. out of there. Well, to me, it's either that it's it's they're going to sell out for Brady or Rodgers. And with Rodgers, you have to give up stuff. You have to give up picks. Oh, you yeah. have to give up. And and again, there's no guarantee Rodgers is going to play any longer than Tom Brady. I mean, there's no like they both flirt with retirement every off season. So I I, I think my preference would be for the Raiders to go to uh, you know to go with Tom for what they're doing. And I think the Jets are in a position where they can take a shot. They got young guys, you know. I mean, you, you know, you could potentially talk yourself into competing in that division. The you know Josh Allen era. What's going to happen with Stephon Diggs? Yeah. There's a lot of uncertainty in that division, so I could see it. I'll say over. I'll say he's worth four wins still, but that's where it, it's four. Like you could go from winning eight to twelve, from seven to eleven, six to ten. That's where I'm at. I don't think like, if you win ten, you don't go from ten to fourteen, but. In that instance, it's probably more like two. Um, but I, think- I love how he constantly points the finger at the organization when if he'd come earlier and worked with these young receivers, right. you're at a point with them earlier in the season no, than it took that's this right. year. Yes, It was on you, and yeah. yet it's always about deflecting, yep. getting it off of him. That's what we're doing again with Aaron. Yep. You know, it's, it's, it's I roll your eyes again because we've seen it again. We're seeing it again. Amen. Um, we'll see what happens. Should be, uh, should be, it should be a very, very entertaining year of the quarterback carousel. Mario Gina is going to join us when we come back. We'll talk to him uh, about the Grizz, about the Tigers, what they're doing, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, I Turn FM, ESPN. NFL Conference Championships this Sunday. You can enjoy more thrills than a two-minute drill on FanDuel. Doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or if you've already got an account because they're giving all customers a no-sweat same-game parlay. That makes you'll, that means you'll get free bets back if your conference championship same-game parlay doesn't hit. Bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to which player will score a touchdown. Or if you can't decide, you can ride with thousands of other fans and bet popular SGPs that are already made for you. I've told you those are really good for newbies as you're learning about same-game parlays. New to FanDuel, sign up with the promo code JSMITH to see for yourself why it's America's number one sportsbook. Again, that promo code is JSMITH. And if you already have FanDuel, you could start building that no-sweat same-game parlay 
today. Sunday's going to be a good one. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL and of 92.9 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Three-plus legs, minimum dollar bet required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus, five bucks unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem called Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Jenkins helping you beat the books with BetQL. Minnesota will be in New Orleans to take on the Pelicans tonight, and the Pelicans are struggling to score without Zion Williamson. New Orleans has failed to hit 100 points in three of their last four games, and the total has gone under the number in four of their last six. Playing a back-to-back won't make it easier for New Orleans. That's why today's five-star best bet in the NBA is to take the under between the Pelicans and the Timberwolves. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mark Giannato is the sports columnist over at the Commercial Appeal, host of Giannato and Jeffrey every afternoon from 2 until 4. And it feels like we are entering inflection points a little bit for both basketball teams in town. So let's start with the positive, and then we'll get to the, I guess, the less certain uh, with the Grizzlies. So the Tigers go on the road. They get a big win at Temple. They follow it up, go on the road, get a big win at Cincinnati. There, there was a game between Wichita, that, right? State. Wichita State. Yeah, but they're bad. So two straight road wins now in conference for the Tigers. Just outside top 25 and one from Parrish. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think maybe they are 26th, so that would count as top 25 and one. Uh, and firmly in Joe Lenardi's bracketology now as a 10 seed. Mm-hmm. What do you make of the last couple of weeks for Penny Hardaway's squad? I, I, I was really impressed with how they looked against Cincinnati. It felt like the team we thought they were coming out of non-conference play. That's what it looked like to me. Um, it looked like they had made it, they had weathered through kind of that, you know, up and down start to conference play. And then if you go back and look at like the past couple years, it kind of aligns with right around the time Penny's team start clicking is right around the time they went and beat Cincinnati on the road and looked really good doing it. Um, so I, I, you know, I mean, I think DeAndre Williams is playing the best basketball of his career. I I think that has been something, there's been a noticeable uptick, uptick. In his production, like he's been good this year, but the past few games, he the past two games especially, he has been great. One of the best players in the country. Good. Um, now is that 
you know, is it feasible for him to average 26 and 11 the rest of the way? You know, I don't know. But um, you see a level of not only production but poise from him that maybe we weren't seeing a few weeks ago. Um, And that one-two punch of him and Kendrick Davis now truly is. I mean, like, they've they've got two of the five best players in the league, and they're playing like it now, both of them, at the same time. And then you add in, you know, I said it a couple weeks ago, if you get, like, one other guy, if those guys are playing, if Kendrick Davis and DeAndre are playing at that level, you really only need one or two other guys to really contribute, you know, in terms of points, if you will, um, and then play good defense, and you're gonna be you're gonna be fine as a team, and that's you know I don't think it's a very hard formula for them to replicate the rest of the way, you know I mean they're back to being favored in every game but the Houston games the rest of the way, yep, and they've gotten a lot of their tough road games in conference out of the way, I mean really they have to go to Houston, um, but otherwise they have at Wichita at USF and at SMU. Are there only other road games left? Like, those are the, you know, uh, and at Tulsa, excuse me, and at Tulsa. You have SMU and Tulsa this week, but, um, like, Tulsa and SMU are the two worst teams in the league. Wichita is having a historically bad year for them. I mean, USF is, it seems like they're the type of team that um, can either be really bad or really pesky, and it just depends on the night. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's a tricky one, especially with, you know, Tyler probably gunning for some revenge. But by and large, other than the Houston games, they've kind of they've played all the the better teams in the league on the road now at this point, yep. and I think they've put themselves in a really nice position. You know, I think it sounds like you know at the Wichita game, I overheard Malcolm talking to some people. Like I think I expect Malcolm back by the Tulane game. I don't know if it, I don't know if he's going. Penny's going to talk here in a little bit ahead of the SMU game. We'll get an update then. My gut tells me he doesn't play tomorrow against SMU, or Sunday at Tulsa. And then you have a whole week off until you play again Mm -hmm. in a big, you know, what will be a big game against Tulane because, you you know, you don't want to get swept by Tulane. Um, And it's the uh, the Lorenzen Wright game as well, the Lorenzen Wright jersey retirement game. So um, I was was really impressed with what I saw from them, the poise they played with. you know how under control they were. I thought the I thought just the close of the game when they when Cincinnati tied that game fifty fifty. Yeah. Those last twelve minutes, if you could bottle that up and like take it to every game the rest of the way, you'd love to because it was, you know, it was Kendrick and DeAndre really stepping up and taking control of the game. But it was also they held Cincinnati to ten point or eleven points over the next ten minutes. You know, I thought, you know, Kennedy and Jonathan Lawson. Felt like they play, you know, gave them good minutes there. Um, and Penny had a really good performance. I thought. I thought it was, you know, the way they kind of baited Cincinnati into running their offense through that Victor Locken guy um, was a really smart move by Penny Hardaway. Um, and yeah, Locken had a career high, but you know that go. It was like basically like go ahead. I'd much rather be. You're not. Penny basically decided they are not going to beat me with Victor Locken, mm-hmm. but they might beat me with Landers Nolly and. Uh, so, you know, David DeJulius and some of these other shooters, and right. it was a really smart move by him. When it's all said and done, you think they're eight nine seed again? Yeah, that's I. I it come. It, I kind of peg them coming back to that. End. Yeah, like that's kind of where they are right now. It feels like, like if you go to 
Lenardi's got him as a 10, but like Jerry Palm's got him as an 8. Some of these other things have him an 8 Palm's got him as an 8. Yeah, 8 or 9, something like that. Um, that's where I'm guessing it ends up. We were talking about this on our uh, podcast, which is up at commercialpill.com right now. Like what would, you know, if, let's say they went 9-2, and two, but none of the wins were over Houston. Where would they be? If they went 9-2 and two and one was over Houston and one was, you know, let's say losing to USF or something on the road, where would they be? And I think um, in both those scenarios, I'd kind of peg them like eight, nine, something like that in, in that scenario. Now, if you can get two wins over Houston, which seems, you know, difficult, but Temple showed not impossible, I guess, um, then maybe that that's, you know, maybe then you go up to that six, seven range, maybe. You know, maybe if, maybe nine and two and you go win the AAC tournament or something, maybe you can go and move up to that six range, something like that, which is where – I think they wanted to be, um, but my gut tells me they end up in around the same spot as last year's were, team. Were you surprised Mikey wasn't a McDonald's All-American? Yes and no. I mean, so I, you know, the guy who runs, who the, the the chairman of the selection committee is Joe Wooten, who is the son of Morgan Wooten, the famous D.C. area basketball coach. And so I've talked to Joe when I used to cover high schools in D.C. I used to talk to Joe all the time about like what the process is like, and it's like. The McDonald's All-American game is so political. Well, we know that about with Austin. Like, John. Austin is, Nichols won that one. He, yep. he should have been a McDonald's All-American. It is so po- – there's so many different things that go into it outside of just is this player – is the, are these the top 20 players in the country or whatever it is? Um, so I don't know exactly the circumstances with Mikey, but, like, you know, it could be – like it literally can come down to sometimes, like, you know, your your people pissed off someone on the committee. You yeah, know, I wonder like, if they took Bronny over him. Yeah, I mean, like that. I mean, but like Bronny would like if that if was Bronny a, if was that close. Was Bronny was going to get it because it's also you know like they're thinking about well, this game's going to be televised and this game. Yeah, but, like, but Mikey would fit to that. I point. agree. It, I agree. But that's Mike, what I don't understand. Just put him in because of that. Mike Mikey has a. Um, I think he has a reputation as having a um, complicated. Yeah. Uh, Entourage, if you will, like a complicated—I uh, don't know him at all—but like a just complicated infrastructure surrounding him. I'm fascinated to see how that's going to work here. I mean, yes. a guy, you know, that's got a shoe deal already. How are you going to? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no, that'll be interesting. Although, it's, from what I, I, I want to say, that his dad said, like maybe the Puma deal is up once he's done. Like they, they, like he could resign with Puma, but I think the the deal he's Before on. He gets here? Is like done after this year, for like for instance. I think that's what it is, um, but I, I just think his whole, you know, because of what he's become from a an endorsement standpoint and like just the money making possibilities of being a high profile high school basketball player. Now it's a little more complicated. And then you add in there's just that McDonald's All American game is very political. Like it's like about you know if you don't if you're not on good terms with people on the committee that can sometimes cost you mm-hmm. you know there is like an academic component as well like you got to have a certain GPA you know like that's why Penny wasn't a McDonald's All American because that senior year he was not you know he remember he had academic issues yeah he was like, out ineligible senior, the first part of the year when yeah like he didn't he didn't get to he didn't he was never he was a parade All American and you know if eligible but he was never a McDonald's All American so. Mm-hmm. Um, it does feel like a snub if you go based on, you know, like, I mean, he's, if you go by the composite rankings, for instance, Mikey's ahead of Barani. Yeah. And they play the same position. And he draws eyes. That's why that one was just, he um, must have. 
Yeah, no, and crossed it, someone so, on the selection. Yeah, board. so I don't know. And then you know, you add in the fact that you know it is based tech technically. I don't think in actuality it is, but it's technically based on high school. And Mikey's bounced around. Um, you know, he was in. You know, he's at San Ysidro, I think is what's called, it, like back in the San Diego area, his his home school this year, and was there his freshman year, but like was at a school last year that was like essentially like an Amani Bates situation. It was a school in North Carolina that his dad, cre- not a school, like a team that his dad created. Um, and then the year before that, he was playing at some small Christian school outside Charlotte. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it, I think it's a little complicated with him, but I def- it de- does feel like they it was a purposeful decision to leave him off yeah. for some reason. I, what that is, I don't know. Yeah, I curious. just know the history of that game is that it's very political, the selection mm-hmm. process. Well, I, I'll say this. I don't want to be negative about it, but I am very, <clears throat> I am very um, skeptical about how this will go. I know we still have a full year to get through here, but I feel, I feel like I've sort of seen this film before. Uh, with a kid that had sort of a whole... Well, and I would just say this. With a kid this high profile, it's like, you got to get him on campus. Well, that too. You got to get him on campus. But even when you get him on but campus... But hell, five games in, he could pack yeah, up and That's week. exactly right. Yeah. The, ter- the terms he could, go, he could go to G League Ignite mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And, so and many options notice. now, right? Yeah. yeah, like I just... I just, It's hard for me to imagine a way where Mikey Williams... And I, I this is just me totally. I have not had anybody tell me this. But it's hard for me to imagine a way that Mikey Williams comes to Memphis and finishes out an entire year. Like I just, I, well, I would, I, mean, I would bet against that. Like I just would bet against that. Right I now. would think of it in terms of I know it's not technically like this, but like this guy's going to be getting paid a salary to come to Memphis. He is in essence. He is, and like as long as you can meet the salary, I think you know. That- well, we were led to believe Imani Bates was was getting a salary too, mm-hmm. and it still didn't prevent the biomechanical back issues. You know, yeah. So, so I just feel like that is the precedent. Guy comes in if it's not going the way he wants or you know likes, then they butt heads. And I just I think it's a it's going to be a high maintenance job for Penny Hardaway. Like I I do think that it'll is, be it'll be a, it's going to be a lot different than it has been this year. Yeah, that's Penny, for sure. Penny's going to be like this is why I don't. But the kid is talented. I've been watching his film. No, he is He's good. He is. He's a good player. But that gives him leverage. Yeah. I guess in this day and age, but he's not Kendrick Davis yet, right? Probably in terms not. Of decision I making, mean, he's and not, you're going to throw he, he thinks he is. But, but I'm saying, but you're going to have all of that on him right next year, and give yeah. him the keys. Well, I think the key, and you ask the question: Is he ready yet? The key know? is, I mean, I think there's a lot of questions about what that roster is going to look like next year because, like, he may have seven guys in the recruiting class. I've told you, there's no way seven freshmen are going to like he's bringing yeah, in. Yeah, all yeah, like you're guys. not doing that again. And the key is going to be not, like, what is he going to surround him with from the portal? And which of these guys on the – because, like, there are more guys than you think on the current roster who could come back. Penny has shown they're not – he's not necessarily going to bring them all back who could come back. Well, um, if they're from East, he will, right? <laughs> like, I would expect if Malcolm wants to play, he'll yeah, be on the team next exactly. year. Yeah, I think, you know, I think if the Lawsons want to be back, uh-huh. they'll be back next year. But, like, will he bring back KO? My doubts about that, you know, given how he's used him this year. Nobody gonna be more um, disappointed than John on that one. Yeah, you know, I've, 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 I've moved. You gave on. up? Okay, he's moved um, on officially. Jaden will be back. Jaden will be back, obviously. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and then you know, you uh, we'll see. But I think it's gonna be crucial in terms of you know, You're he's right. probably gonna have well, four or five transfers. Well, he can go get a top one. Like can we've he, seen that. Can he? You know, can he get one. a 
a guard to uh-huh. compliment Mikey Williams, a veteran it. guard. Like if he does that, like I could see his, I could see that really working well. You know, and I, I you know, so, so I, I think that's there's a lot of question marks about next year's roster that have to, you know, have to play out still to really truly get a firm grip on like, okay, is this Mikey Williams thing gonna make sense? Because I think there are scenarios where it makes a lot of sense because obviously yeah. the one thing you feel like this team currently is missing is it's like it feels like it's missing one other high end talent player. It, it, yep. You know? Yep. It yep. just do- it does. Like that's yep. what's gonna prevent them from being yep. a really truly a great team this year. Yeah, it's, it's like, like they've got, got these two great guys, yep. and like he thought he was going to have Lester, and that would have maybe been the third mm-hmm. high impact guy. Like it's oh, yeah. missing kind of one more high end talent. You've got Dame, but you don't have CJ McCollum, and you know, or, yeah. the, or in today's reference, Anthony Simons. Yeah. You know, like you've got you've got the one, but you do kind of need the other. I mean, if they did have, I do think Lester would have made a. A, a, a huge difference, obviously. Yeah, but but, but they're still pretty good. They're, they're still they're, pretty they, good. They, they are. I I have heard that JJ Taylor is going to be a problem to 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 manage. I have heard that mm-hmm. for sure. Like I, that that somebody told me that somebody told me that this JJ Taylor kid because he's coming in as a guy who has dropped in the rankings, but he at one time was top five. Mm-hmm. And you know, will his skill set? You know, it's hard going from high school to He's playing college. with Mikey right now. Yeah, yeah, because they're yeah. a package deal. So mm-hmm. I have heard that one will be a headache. Uh, let's turn it to Grizzlies. How, how do they best need to attack getting out of this slump with now Steven Adams out of the mix for three to five weeks? Well, I do think if they can, if they win tonight, it almost feels like, you know, like I look at the three-game losing streak they're on right now, and I, you know, Jeffrey has said this on our show, and I agree with him, like, it really all just dates back to how that Lakers game ended. Like they threw away, essentially threw oh, away yeah. the Lakers game at the end of the game, and then let it allowed it to seep into that first half against Phoenix. And so you lose the Phoenix game because you played a horrible first half because you were like allowed this Lakers game to like whatever you know affect your performance in the first half. And then like that Kings game was kind of like when you looked at the road trip, you go okay. We said the base, the pass fail line. We said three and two or better was pass, mm-hmm. and then four and one would be good, and five and zero oh would have been great on this road trip. And when you looked at the road trip, you went, "Well, that Sacramento game, second night of a back to back, third night, third game in four nights, and they're not on a back to back. That's probably the one you circled as a loss, anyways." Okay. Yeah. So, like, in some ways, if they can win tonight, you just—I think you can sort of look back on this and just go. Well, they they screwed around in that Lakers game, and it ended up costing them two more games. But they're fine. They went and beat the Lakers, and hopefully they go beat the the Timberwolves. Um, they lose tonight against the Warriors. Then I think you're you know especially with the compounding factor of now we don't have Stephen Adams for the next month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm not saying you're worried about them, you know, being a top four team in the West, but you are going okay. and then they went on the 11-game winning streak, and then this one now, you know, I wrote it in my column at commercialappeal.com that's up right now, you know, like they, they, they've they always come off as a little, um, I don't know if immature is the right way, you know, but they, they're kind of brazen and like really, you know, they puff their chest out, and that, that's part of who they are. But you never really like noticed it on the court that much, you know, and that's like one of the great things about this team. Like their three best players are all 24 or younger, but, like, you rarely can tell that they're 24 or younger. 
Well, during these two West Coast road trips, it felt like you could tell. Yep. You know, you could tell they showed their age in these things. And it's not to say, like, I, I think it's actually kind of, I'm not going to say perfect. You never, you don't want to go through something like this. But if you're going through stuff like this, right now seems like the perfect time. It's January. You've still got two weeks till the trade deadline if you want to use that as like a tool to do this. But it's also just, you've got three months to figure things out. You know, and they're good enough where they can figure things out and still win a bunch of games. Maybe they don't win tonight, but like they could, they're yeah. going to win a bunch of games while they're figuring out. They just did it. That 11 game winning streak. If you go listen carefully to Taylor Jenkins, like he was not convinced they were like totally fixed during that winning streak. When you like listen to him talk, he kept mentioning like we haven't reached our standard, you know. He kept in in spurts. We're playing like the team we should be, but like we're not. You know, like that eleven game winning streak. Largely, like half the time, they just play really well in the third quarter, and that's all they needed to do to win the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but they've got they've got time to figure it out. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 